and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness and management to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. So this week, we are joined by the Small Business Development Center by the University of Georgia. So amazing partner, fantastic organization. We're going to learn about what it is that they do, how they do it, and ultimately, we're going to have this conversation about business continuity. When we think about small businesses, when we think about organizations within our community and how they could be affected by a disaster, there's a whole uh, opens up a whole new world of things that we haven't yet talked about on this podcast. So I'm very excited to have Becky and Valerie with me today to help us dive into this topic just a little bit more. And then welcome back to Keely Johnson, our Vista, who's going to help me ask some of these questions, make sure that everybody is engaged and ready to go. So Becky, I'd love to start with you because you represent the Savannah area. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, your position, and then what does SVDC actually do? Thanks, Chelsea, of course. Hi, I'm Becky Brownlee. I'm the area director here in the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center, and I'm in the Savannah office. And today I'm also joined by Valerie McKelvin, who is the area director in our Statesboro Small Business Development Center office. And together, Valerie and I cover 13 counties. So a lot of coastal counties, but also some more rural counties and um, just a, a very large geographical region for us. And I'm gonna hand it over to Valerie and, and she's gonna tell you a little bit more about who we are and what we do. Yeah, thanks, Becky. So, um, you know, our services, we focus on two main areas, and that's consulting and continuing education. So our consulting is at no cost. We help small business owners that are looking to grow their business or potential, you know, entrepreneurs that are looking to start a business. We help with anything from business planning, financial projections, things that a bank would want to see. If you're looking at getting a loan, we help people kind of walk through that loan process. We help with accounting, bookkeeping, marketing, HR, anything that you might pay a private consultant to help with. We offer that at a no cost service um, to residents in the state of Georgia. And if you're listening to us from outside of this region, all counties in Georgia have an SBDC office that serves them. So they can meet up with a consultant. You can reach out to us or go out to our website, which is georgiasbdc.org find the office closest to you. And then in addition to that, we also offer continuing education classes, again, on those similar topics. So those can be found on our website as well. Wow, that is a lot. And I, you know, I've worked with you guys for the past couple of years, and I don't think I ever fully understood all of the different resources that you provide to these small businesses. That's incredible. So thank you, one, for the service that you provide I know that it's very much needed and that you guys do it at no cost to these businesses. That's fantastic. Um, so let's get into the meat of our presentation today and of our, our conversation, business continuity. So can you, for some of our listeners that may be a little bit unfamiliar, can you talk about what this term is of business continuity and why would a business need to have a plan for what to do if there was a disaster? And you know, ultimately, if they don't have one, how could that affect them? Okay, well, I'll take that first and just say that business continuity, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's how would your business continue to operate in the face of a natural disaster? So things that you want to consider would be things like what's your plan for safety, for operations, and 
having a financial plan in the event that a natural disaster occurs. Becky, do you wanna add anything to that? No, I mean, I, I think you gave a great summary of what a business continuity plan is, and, and we're gonna expand on a few things as we roll through this. So I'll just turn it back for more questions. Great, so how have you guys observed recent disasters like Hurricane Matthew to impact businesses in our area? And do you believe that having a strong con business continuity plan would have helped or made a difference for any impact to businesses? Yeah, I'll kick this one off for us. So with Hurricane Matthew, you know, once again, we dodged a bullet. That in itself raises a concern when we're talking to business owners and complacency for them and their willingness to understand the importance of a plan when we just seem to largely escape any major hurricane damage year after year. So with Matthew, the major issue for businesses was loss of power and some flooding depending on their location. You know, this storm was a category five early on and there were a lot of hard decisions that had to be made about staying or evacuating. This caused a tremendous amount of anxiety for employees, you know, especially if they were not getting clear communication. And then of course we had financial loss that was due to the amount of downtime until people could get back into the area. So that's what we saw with Matthew. And, and yes, I do believe that a plan would make a huge difference. And Val, you wanna dig into that a little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, whether it's Matthew or any natural disaster, or even, you know, not a natural disaster, but when we look at this pandemic, um, a lot of the same financial plan measures that you would take for a natural disaster are going to be applicable to other unplanned, um, unforeseen circumstances that can help your business. So this past year with COVID, when we saw businesses that really had a strong financial plan, strong understanding of their financials, had everything in order. These were the businesses that were able to quickly move on things like the SBA's IDLE program. Um, as a little caveat, side note, the SBA's IDLE program, that's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, a lot of businesses now know about it because of COVID, but this has actually been a program that's been around for years and is used in the event of a natural disaster. Businesses, small businesses are able to apply for this in, you know, if they have their county declared, you know, natural disaster, they can go and apply for it, but it does require having your financials in order. So having financials that are up to date and that you know and understand and can have access to, that's gonna make it so that you can apply for this quickly and be at the top of the list for getting those funds. Um, the program right now for COVID EIDL looks a little bit different. They've really made the application more simple. And so um, they do require more financial information when you're applying for a natural disaster. And so having access to your financials and knowing your numbers is really gonna help. And I bring this up because um, we saw with COVID, a lot of people and even other natural disasters, you know, are waiting on their accountant to get their numbers together. 
And if they don't have all the information to their accountant or even just, you know, their accountant's busy because if it's someone local and there's a local natural disaster, that accountant's probably getting this request from everyone. So being on top of things so that you know your numbers is going to really help you get that loan in a faster fashion than you would if you had to start from scratch. Yeah, that's some fantastic advice there, Valerie. I appreciate that. All right, let's say we've got businesses listening right now and we've got residents that want to, to know a little bit more or have an idea of like, yeah, this is probably something I need to do. What is one thing this month, we're now in the month of August, what's one thing that people can do right now uh, to make sure that they're just a little bit more prepared, a little bit more resilient for hurricane season this year? I'll start with that one. And when we inter made introductions, I don't think I mentioned that my background is in accounting and bookkeeping. So if I keep talking about financials, uh, it's because it's near and dear to my heart. But that's what I would say is know your numbers, have them ready and make a plan, a financial plan. And when I talk about a financial plan, usually I recommend having a two week plan. If you've got, you know, maybe it's a smaller natural disaster without physical damage, but you're going to, your business is going to be shut down for a little bit. What does that look like in a two-week plan? And then I recommend doing an eight-week plan. So that would be something if your business had to be shut down due to physical damage, that's gonna be a little bit more long-term. In that two-week plan, things that you would want to consider would be, you know, what are our operating expenses? How much cash do I need to keep my business running just at that bare minimum? Let's say we're not bringing in any revenue how much time is that going to take or how much money is that going to take during this two week period? Um, looking at your expenses, knowing what can I cut out? It's something that, you know, travel, entertainment, those types of things, those can usually be cut out pretty easily, but really look at anything that is not revenue generating to see if that's something that you can cut out in the short term. Um, and then also look at who are you gonna pay first? Cash is king when we're, well, cash is king all the time, but when we're in a natural disaster, it's really you know important for you to hold on to your cash and pay things as needed so that you can hold on to that. Um, especially, you know, if you're looking at getting maybe some of these funds, they're not gonna come in right away. Holding on to your money as long as you can is important. And then on that eight week plan, you're going to include all that same stuff for your two week plan, you know, look at all those items, but. Now that it's something that's longer term, think about things like your credit policy. Do you need to have that adjusted? Things, you know, who you're issuing credit to people for how long, if you've been giving them 60 day terms, maybe that's not something that you can offer during this time because you need that cash right now. Um, on the flip side, talk to your vendors to see if they can offer you better terms, you know, especially if there's someone that hasn't been affected by this natural disaster. If you've got a vendor that's out of the area, um, you know, reach out to them. They might not be in that position so they can offer you 90 day terms instead of maybe 30 day terms so that you can hold on to your cash longer. Lenders, go talk to your lender. See if you can have your loan adjusted or at least have this in your plan, you know, that Maybe for a few months, you just do interest only once again. So you're keeping your cash as much as possible in your business. 
And then probably the last thing in that financial plan that's really difficult for people is looking at your labor and have a plan for if you have to reduce labor, what does that look like? Because that's often people's largest expense. So in that financial plan, that would be you know the items that I would look at. So one item is make a plan, make a financial plan. And I'll hand it over to Becky to see what her answer is to that. I'm going to cheat because I know Chelsea said one thing. So you said one thing and then I'm going to say one thing, but I'm really going to say two things because I think that these are super important. So number one, I want you to create a communication plan. And this is both internal and external. So internally, who's going to make the call to close the business? What are employee evacuation plans? Who's going to be the first to assess the situation or the damage and provide team updates? As far as the customers, they need to know what's going on too. So your clients may be able to accept the fact that the accident happened, but they also expect your business to quickly respond to any disruption, no matter the extent. And the way that a company responds to a crisis can really make or break its reputation for many years to come. Second, I would like to challenge all of you business owners to make an appointment with your insurance agent and have them come to your business for a visit. They can only cover what they know about. So as your operations change, you might be making purchases, adding additional assets. They need to know these things. Also, have a conversation with them about business interruption or loss of income coverage. Very important that you understand this. There were a lot of unhappy business owners that found out that they did not have coverage when they were forced to shut down due to the pandemic. Because typically, insurance coverage is for damages caused by physical property loss. Just take the time, have the conversation with your agent, so you know what is covered and what is not. I love that one piece of advice turned into three um, between, the, between the two of you, but that was fantastic. So thank you for, for adding those pieces and hopefully to the, to the listeners tuning in, that's really helpful and timely advice for them, you know, going in deeper into hurricane season, awesome. On that note, do you think there are any special considerations a small business might need to be aware of when they're preparing for a natural or even a man-made disaster? One of the things that I think gets highly overlooked is a business owner's supply chain. And the pandemic really highlighted how volatile our supply chains are. And in fact, we're still seeing the effects of this today. Walk into any grocery store and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And throughout this time, we've been telling our businesses to diversify their supply chain as much as possible. But what you really have to understand is that if you cannot diversify your supply chain and that if you are dependent on a local supplier, they are likely to be affected too in the event of a physical disaster such as a hurricane. So you have to be realistic about their ability to get their businesses back open and be able to supply you. 
And I think I kind of touched on this in my last answer, but think about the timeline of, you know, what recovery is going to look like. And, you know, when we talk about getting this assistance, you know, Becky talked about your insurance and are you covered? And we talked about loans, there's SBA loans and USDA loans, but it's not likely that you're going to get these funds overnight. So really think about, okay, what does this look like from a cash perspective? What do I need in my business? And if you're expecting to get a loan or, you know, insurance to help pay for that, great. But make sure you have enough money to cover you before you receive that, because oftentimes it's a slower process than most business owners would like. Something that when you're making that plan that you can look at is, um, you know, the cash, if you don't have that in your business and it's not sitting there in an account that you can access, look at getting a line of credit set up so that you can have those funds available if need be. And the time to do that is now and not when there's a natural disaster. Go ahead and get that set up so you have those funds available. If you don't have to touch them, great. But if you do need the cash, it's there, it's available for you. Ladies, we've covered, oh, go ahead, Becky, did you have something else to add? I did have one other little point that I'd like to throw out there if we have time, do we have absolutely, time? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, one thing that I would like for you to do as well is to pull out your lease agreement. If you are renting the space where your small business is located, please pull that lease out and make it a point to have a conversation with your landlord. So when you look through your lease, what are the tenant responsibilities and what are the landlord responsibilities? So at the very least, you're probably responsible for mitigating any further damage. But what does that mean? Do you have tarps laying around in your business on hand if the roof leaks or a plumber on call for water breaks or a damaged company on speed dial to call for flooding? You know, just remember in times like these, everyone else will be seeking assistance too in a physical disaster such as a hurricane. So it's important that you have these steps lined up and you have assistance lined up in advance and you know who to call for what. And this is a plan that you want to talk through with your landlord. For example, our landlord owns multiple properties across the area and he doesn't want me to do anything. He just says, call me, I've got it handled, I've got the manpower, don't do anything, just let me know if there's a problem. But that's not the case. So pick up the phone, have that conversation with your landlord, and let's just make sure we know who's supposed to do what and how that's going to happen. Absolutely. And Valerie said it perfectly. These are things to do now. This is not something that you want to wait to do. You don't want to be having this conversation with your landlord as the storm's heading our way or as we're struggling through these challenges, it's too late at that point. And the answers that you're gonna get are gonna be more panicked and, and less of a conversation and more of a, this must be done right now, what are you doing? So save yourself that time, save yourself that energy. That is some fantastic information. All right, ladies, we have covered a lot. Give me like a 25, 30 second, what's something that a business owner can do right now What's a big takeaway from our overall discussion today? Valerie, let's start with you first. Well, I would just say that I want people to know that 
the Small Business Development Center is here to help with all of these things. So, you know, like you said, this is a conversation that we just put a lot of information into. And if a small business owner doesn't know where to start or is overwhelmed, you can reach out to our office, um, set up an appointment with a consultant, or even just reach out. We can get you some resources to help get you started on making a plan. If you do struggle with understanding your financials, we actually have some really good classes coming up on that. If you go out to our website, you can start there and try looking into that. And then we're here to help with any of the things that we discussed here today. Becky? Yeah, I just wanna say that you can't control if or when a disaster happens, but what you can control is how you prepare for it. Becky, that was beautiful. That was absolutely, like, I just feel like you were the epitome of like every emergency management textbook ever. That was fantastic. So thank you for wrapping it up with such a pretty bow. I feel like I don't even need to say anything else. So prepare that it, Becky had it perfectly. I'm not going to try to recreate that. What I will say is that you guys, we just went through another amazing podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Be sure to tune in next time. We're actually meeting next week with the American Red Cross. Yes, we have Kelsey coming back from the American Red Cross along with their executive director, Maria Center. And we're gonna talk about how you can create your very own emergency kit. Now that's applicable to residents within our community, but that's also applicable to businesses. So we're gonna be wrapping in a little bit of that conversation that we had this week. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Bye.